And a hearty welcome to another brand new episode of The Wonderland. I'm Jeff Healy, and it's great to be back behind the mic. Although, as a piano entertainer, it's not a state I'm entirely unfamiliar with. Although this mic is quite a bit different to the gig mic, as are the uh, surroundings. Still... Doing this show is a refreshing counterpoint to the Piano Bar show and vice versa, which is why I'm planning to keep doing both for as long as I possibly can. Because as we all know, it's better to be busy than bored. Which raises an interesting question, and it's this. Can a person be busy and bored at the same time? On one hand, it'd seem feasible enough, you know, given that you could be performing an incredibly menial task like, say, I don't know, shelling peas or marking homework or doing a stock take or falsifying a tax return, if you're an ex-president of the United States. Um, Or, you know, these things by their nature do seem extremely boring, don't they? And quite probably anything but enjoyable. But here's the rub you'd still have to concentrate on the actual physical mechanics of the task at hand. And that means you're pretty much fully mentally engaged. And I think I'd have to insist that you, my friend, are, under those particular circumstances, not bored. Miserable, yeah, but, you know, not bored. Incidentally, if there were such things as zombies, outside the public service, that is, I don't think they'd be bored either, because, you know, they're always hungry and always chasing non-zombies, which has to be a full-time job, right? Yeah, I'd have thought so. Rather a hand-to-mouth existence, though. (laughs) Yeah, sorry about that. Something else that's a full-time job, in a sense, is the Wonderland. At least in so much as it's a constant work in progress, and this episode is number 90 of God knows how many more to come. Yes, episode 990. And speaking of zero, that's how many of you complained about anything in the last few episodes, which means that either A, nobody was really paying attention, or B, none of it was worth spending the time or energy complaining about. Especially given that word has apparently gotten around that we here at the Wonderland actually don't give a monkeys about complaints, although we certainly will sit up and take notice whenever we get positive feedback, which seems fair enough to me. But today I want to say something else about zero, and I reckon it's pretty frickin' interesting. So we are now going to put on our serious faces and protective goggles and descend once again into the steaming putrid puddle of petty ponderance that is theory time yo you can't know what you can't know i'm gonna tell you what i think i know and i know what i know this is what i know theory time and welcome to theory time there are many zeros in life coke zero ground zero people with no personality The zero chance of you scoring with that ridiculously good-looking but unfriendly girl back in high school. The list goes on. But you know, there's no zero like absolute zero, which a friend of mine recently alerted me to as one of the pillars of thermodynamics. 
and he advised me to go the full Google on the subject in order to get a rudimentary understanding of it, and thus another chance to appear intelligent should the opportunity arise to, as they say, take that informational bike out for a spin sometime. Actually, nobody says that. I just made that up. But I did read a bit about uh, Absolute Zero, and what I can tell you is that it's a temperature, and you may or may not be surprised to learn that it's also very, very, very cold, as in about minus 273 degrees Celsius or minus 460 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, what's interesting about that is that it's theoretically impossible for a temperature to be any lower hence the word absolute. But, you know, you can bet your ass that science will keep trying, while, frankly, more important projects like the rectangular chicken continue to be neglected. I mean, seriously, what's more important, quantum mechanics or geometric food science? Huh? Anyway, look, it's also worth pointing out that absolute zero is also sometimes referred to as zero Kelvin as opposed to zero Kevin, which is something else completely. You know, kind of like if we had a good times segment and he didn't turn up, which would be a bummer, but at least nobody would freeze to death. Anyway, look, having attempted to wrap my head around the practical ramifications of this big daddy of the quantum mechanics mega chill, after about four paragraphs in Wikipedia, my brain froze over, and so I've now accepted that the likelihood of impressing anybody with my understanding of absolute zero is pretty much absolutely zero. The only thing I really learned is that it's something really cold and impossible to get to. Just like that girl back in high school. This is what I know. Theory time. And that's it for Theory Time, and we've now come to the musical relief part of the show, which this week is a song from one of my favourite German bands, The Mergers. Now, today's track is from their 2013 album, Monkey See, Monkey Do, and it has nothing to do with monkeys, but it's called All I Can Do. Take a listen. I don't get along with my
And that's clearly not all they can do, because to date they've recorded several excellent albums, all of which you will find on the major music streaming platforms. So do check the boys out. Also worth checking out is the brand spanking new edition of our next segment, which by sheer coincidence is coming up right now. So strap yourselves in for another healthy serve of... Good times with Big Jeff and Little Kev. Oh, Jeff, 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 Kevin, 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 and Kevin. Better, so much better now. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that was good. You got that out of your system, righto, Kev? I've got something I want to ask you. How good are you at sending stuff back that you've bought, and after say six months, and it was only cheap? He got it online. After six months, it just doesn't work anymore. And you look at it and you think, ah, just chuck it away, you know. Or do you think to yourself, hang on a minute, that's there are statutes in place where I am entitled to a refund. Statutes in place. There are statutes in place. Not statues. Not statues. Statues. Not statues. No statutes in place. Not statues. Statues. No statutes. Not two statues. Two statues. Kevin, choose between statute and statues. Choose. Come on. Statues. Okay. So anyway, statute. You can get your money back, Kev, but... Can I give a shit, in other words? Kevin, you said a rude word on our podcast. How dare you? Am I not... It depends on what country you're in, Jeff. Well, that's true. If you're in sorry, Amsterdam Airport, you can say it all the time and you'd have good reason to. Okay. Kev, continue, please. Please continue your discourse. No, I've lost no I've lost you're my lost. my way here. No. Um so what if there are statues in place about returning an object that you purchased online that is correct. of little value that, that is stopped correct. working yeah, that is correct. after a few months. Yeah, exactly. For example, what would you do? It's just like a it's just like do I have to, you know, respond to this in a legal kind of way? No, well, no, no. I want given you... the set of circumstances, Jeff. Yeah, I, I know. You know what I mean? Like I don't let, let me think practically if uh, if I had this happen to me before. Yes, and then tell just me the other what... day I've had um what you a, Kevin, a mic clip would do a mic clip yeah 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 okay this is a good one mic every clip. time i pack it it dis- disassembles itself right. because mm. there are like these little these i don't know elastic bands that hold uh. it together and then keeps your mic stabilized and they always come uh, undone did you pay extra for those did you pay extra for those no elastic I, paid, bands? I should have paid extra for the aggravation yeah really. you should have i would have paid but, for it but it always always comes apart and this time it came really completely apart okay. i was trying to put it together and it was time sensitive because i had yeah. a lot to do yeah and i had to immediately like finish it and do something and run to catch a train or something and i couldn't do it and i you know 
Jeff, I'm that level-headed right, guy. Right, you know me. Right, Nothing right, gets Kev. me upset. Exactly, you know, Kev. But this so, got me upset. And I threw it on the floor, and I thought, I'm dealing with that when I get back. And uh, 24 hours later, after planes and trains and all that stuff, I came yeah, back, yeah. and it was laying on the floor, still on the floor. So, 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 so you probably have no desire to attempt to send this back to the... Uh, to I'm not going to send it back. It's only worth like eight euros. So I thought, you know what? I'm not going to send this back. But Kevin, consider this. Well, why would I, I'm going to have to buy another one. When First, I'm going to have to look for it. Then I'm going to have to wait for it. So then I took the time because it wasn't time sensitive at that moment. No, true. And I actually put it back together and, it, and I'm using it right now. Okay. So for a limited time only, let me put this to you. What if mm-hmm. you get to the end of your life and you've lost everything? Okay, all your money, your possessions, your family, and all you yeah. need to get back on track is eight euro. And then you cast your mind back to this discussion and to that mic clip, and you think, if only I'd returned that mic clip, I would have gotten eight euro and I could carry on. But as it is, I'm going to have to die. And so you just die. Oh my God. See, so think so you're about saying that, that my mic clip is like my life. Life and death. My man. life is wrapped around this light, this this mic clip. Much like right, the Jeff. elastic that was wrapped around it to keep it together, yes. Oh, there it is. Yeah. And as uh, if you remove one string, everything unravels. Right. But this is but this is my point. Hmm. You see, this has happened to me on several things. And the most successful one, okay, I bought a thing. It's like one of those uh, I call it the oral irritator. But it's actually Oh, not those those splashy things that just not the thing that like that. that, that it's a water pick between your teeth. It's a water pick. I it's love water it. Pick. I love it. It's. I would never bought one ever. You know why? Because you know why? Because because it looks like it's just messy. You're just spraying water yeah. all over your bathroom. Well, you do have to you, like go into a, like your bathroom and shut the doors and you know put, draw the curtains and everything and stand in a large shower cubicle to use it. <laughs> yes, but I don't find that an inconvenience, Kevin, because I come oh, out no, with great. sparkly, sparkly, sparkly teeth. Just use floss, it's man. Worth it. No, just no, use no. floss. No, no, the floss never. It never leaves my fingers. It gets stuck to my fingers and I can't get rid of it into the bin. You know that feeling, folks? I know you oh do. Oh, my God, I've still man. got... Listen, Kevin, I've still got floss on my fingers from four years ago. I can't get oh, rid of it. Really, that's really <laughs> gross. <laughs> this is why I got it's the water like, Imagine you're at Christmas dinner and... and <laughs> And you're cutting, cutting up your turkey, and you know have a bunch of guests, and maybe maybe a couple of new people invited, and they're like, "Wow, what's with Jeff's thumbs and it, fingers? They're oh. they're caked in this like this these filaments of yeah, but, but what is that? But here's the thing: it's really useful for wrapping the turkey in this dental floss. Oh, it's incredible. <laughs> You know me, Kev. I like to economize. And Christmas dinner was uh, never the same never the again. Same again. No, but but I'll just wrap the subject up very quickly because so, I have to. I think you should because we're running out of time. Okay, so this oral irritator was more than a year old. Quick, it quick, cost me. Quick. Shut up. I, I'll stop me, recording. Okay, no, it cost me thirty bucks, I, and they sent me a new one. End of story. Yay! Result. Thank you. Thank you very Bye. much. Goodbye. And my teeth are clean. Good times with Big Jeff and Little Kev. Yes, which only goes to show that just because you're an adult, you don't have to make any sense. Interesting little story about that. When we were auditioning for someone to co-host the Good Time segment, we just about settled on a well-known celebrity whose identity I'm not at liberty to reveal when little Kev turned up at the studio by mistake, thinking it was a gig Well, needless to say, stupidity of that calibre comes along once in a lifetime, and I knew instinctively that he was our man. So we immediately made him an offer he couldn't refuse, basically that if he refused to co-host the Good Time segment, we'd sell his nostrils to his knees, or something like that. 
Anyway, it still gives us a chuckle here in the studio at morning tea time. And as I say to Kev, you know, if we think he's getting out of line, punishment by death is always an option. And in the contract too, I believe. I have to check that. Anyway, look, quite conveniently, that brings us to our final segment for today. And it's none other than... Jeff's Thought of the Day. And welcome to Thought of the Day. You know, one of my favourite times to contemplate life and its great mysteries is when I'm travelling between piano bar gigs in Norway. And in particular the three-hour bus ride from Oslo to the town of Gull, or vice versa. Especially if it's a sunny afternoon and I don't have anything else to think about. It's a beautiful trip. I mean, you know, you're winding through lush, green, slightly mountainous countryside via about half a dozen country towns, and every now and then the bus will drive past a church with the requisite graveyard. And it's at that point that I'll start thinking not about religion, but about mortality. Now, the graveyards are usually lush and grassy, featuring headstones representing the symbolic final resting place of human beings, kind of like you and me. Now missed or mourned or forgotten or whatever. And so then my wonderland brain kicks into high gear and I start thinking about this. Not for the first nor the last time, and not in a sad, you know, morbid or morose way, but just as a detached observer of the perfectly normal and inevitable phenomenon that it is. Death. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Well, in my view, that's a bloody good question from the biblical book of Corinthians, because once it's happened, I don't think there's any sting involved at all. Unless we're talking about the former lead singer of the police, and he's quite a long way off being dead right now, if his tour schedule is anything to go by. But I digress. You know, I think a great many of us spend a certain amount of time, from time to time, contemplating life, you know, what it means, what it is, and why it is, and possibly also why one of our greatest fears, death, is also the only guarantee in life. Apart from taxes, according to British dramatist Christopher Bullock, who made that rather astute observation in one of his plays way back in 1716. Benjamin Franklin came up with a similar phrase, but not until 73 years later, which is what happens when there's no internet, I suppose. Here's the thing, though. Wouldn't you think that the absolute certainty of death would also make it the one thing in life that we'd be least likely to get freaked out about? I'd have thought so. Nevertheless, after many centuries of human civilization, it continues to be rather disturbing to most of us. One logical explanation for this fear is simply not knowing exactly what happens spiritually slash soul-wise when we croak, something which organized religion has used as currency since approximately forever. But you know, I think what bothers us about mortality is not just our own departure from this astral plane and the unknown bits to follow, but often more so the demise of other people, you know, namely our loved ones, our friends and our heroes. In other words, the people who have in some way helped to shape and define our current existence slash incarnation. 
And in a nutshell, the thought of a life without them being around and our being a bit more on our own than before. Now, did we learn this or is it instinctive? In either case, it does seem a tad counterintuitive. But as we know, emotion and intuition are not always reading from the same playbook. And I guess that's one of the many contradictions that makes us human and quite lovable and special and interesting. So when each of us comes to what I like to call moving on time, let's crack a smile in the knowledge that there are very likely a few people out there whose existence will be rendered less enjoyable as a result. Serves them bloody right, the bastards. I think, I think it was the thought of the day. And on that faux-insulting and therefore cheery note, we wave farewell to Thought of the Day and this episode. My thanks to Little Kev for his ongoing and invaluable contribution to Good Times, and a huge shout-out to those of you who made it through the entire segment today without actually stabbing yourselves in the eye with a rusty fork. Anyway, take care everyone, and short of legal action, a very large bribe or poison and gas attack, I'll be back in two weeks and talking to you once again on a brand new episode of The Wonderland. Gotta get back to Jeff's Wonderland. Gotta come back to 